Shalom to all. Today's daf is Pesachim Daf Nun Tes. We are starting Nun Ches Amud Beis, the second to last line, the fourth word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored. Le'ilu Nishmas Harav Chaim Tzvi Ben Rabav Ram Yechanan. His neshama should have an aliyah, and he should be a melech yeshir for his family and all of Kali Yisrael. Now we had learned that the first carbon of the day was the Tamashal Shachar, and the last was the Tamashal Ben Rabayim. The notable exception being the carbon Pesach, which was brought after the Tamashal Ben Rabayim. And now, further discussing the order of the Avodah in the base of Mikdash, we're going to see that actually more Avodahs were allowed to take place. After the Talmud Shabbat Rabbayim. The Gemara says, Tan Rabban, we have a Brasa. Talmud Kadim Le Pesach, the Talmud Shabbat Rabbayim came before the Karim Pesach. Pesach Kadim Le Ketiris, the Karim Pesach came before the Ketiris. The Ketiris was brought twice in the base of Mikdash, once in the morning and once in the afternoon. And Ketiris Kadim Le Neris, the Ketiris was brought before Aaron kindled the lamps in the Menorah. Nun Tesamad Alpha on the top, how do we know this? Yochur Davar, Shinemar Bai Be'erev, Ubein Rabbayim, we're going to delay that which is said about it, Be'erev and Ubein Rabbayim, which is talking about the Karim Pesach, the Davar Shaloi Nemar Bai Be'erev. That's going to come after something that it only says about a banner abayim and not the Arab, and that's talking about the Tamid Shal Banar Abayim. And ask the Gemara, Yachi, if so, Kataris Veneris Nami, Kataris and Neris also. Nikadmu Le Pesach, they should come before the Karma Pesach because of the same rule. We should delay something that says about it both Be'erev and Banar Abayim to something that says only Banar Abayim about it. So why is it that the Kataris and the Neris are going to come after the Karma Pesach if Kataris and Neris only say Banar Abayim and not Banar Abayim and Be'erev? So the Gemara answers, Shani Hasim, the case of Kataris and Neris are different. The Mietrachman, because the Torah excludes them with the Pasak of Oisai, it. The Tanya, we have a Brysa. It says in the Pasak, from evening until morning, and that's talking about Aaron lighting the Menorah in the Beis HaMikdash. What do we learn from here? Put the amount of oil in it necessary that it could be lit from evening until morning. Another thing that we learn out of this Pasak, and this is what's important for here, the only Avaida that's kosher in the Beis HaMikdash to be done from evening until morning is this, meaning is lighting the Menorah. Nothing's allowed to be done after lighting the Menorah. My time, why is this? Amar Kra, the Pasak says, Yarech Oisai Aaron Uvanov Me'erva Adbaiker, he shall arrange it, meaning Aaron and his kids should arrange it, talking about the Menorah, from evening until morning. And we emphasize, Oisai it, the Menorah Me'erva Adbaiker. That's from evening till morning. The Ain Davar Acher Me'erva Adbaiker. And there's no other Avaid in the base of Mikdash that takes place from evening until morning. So therefore, even though technically lighting the Menorah should come before the carbon Pasach, since we have the special Pasach of Aisai, so it's going to come afterwards. And the Iskash, Kataris, and Neris, we have Hekesh between the Kataris and Neris because they're found in the same exact Pasach, and that's why Kataris and Neris are the last thing that's done in the base of Mikdash, even after Talmud Shalbein Arbaim, and even after the carbon Pasach. And Vitanya Kikashyan, we have a Brysa just like our question. Our question was, there really should be that Kataris and Neris come before the carbon Pasach. And we have a Brysa that actually tells us that. Talmud Kaitan Lekataris, the Talmud comes before the Kataris, Kataris Kedemus Leneris, the Kataris comes before the Neris, the Neris Kaitan the Pasach, and the Neris actually come before the carbon Pasach. Why? Because you Ucher Davr Shem Rabbi Be'erv Uben Arbaim, Ludavr Shaloyna Rabbi Ela Ben Arbaim Bavad. We're going to delay that which says about it Be'erv and Ben Arbaim to that which says about it only Ben Arbaim. Bayim. Ask the Gemara Baksev Aisai. We just had this drasha of Aisai that told us that the Menorah was the last thing that was lit. So the Gemara answers no. That Pasuk of Aisai is telling us that the Neirais come after something else which is supposed to take place inside. The Menorah was lit on the inside of the base of Mekdash. There's something else that's done on the inside of the base of Mekdash that's going to come before the Menorah and not after the Menorah. Umay Nihu, what's that? Kataris, that's the Kataris. Meaning the Menorah is going to be lit after the Kataris was already burned. Sakatai Tachamina, you might have thought. Hiluxiv, since it says in the Pasuk, Ubahalois Aranis and Neris Ben Arbaim, when Aaron lights the candles, Ben Arbaim, Yakti Rena, he shall burn it, he shall burn the Kataris. 
I might say first light the menorah and then bring the ketairas because that's the order in the pasuk. That's why the Torah has this miyat, this exclusion of aisai that tells us that the menorah is actually lit after the ketairas is brought. So the Gemara asks, So why does the pasuk say it should be burned, implying that the ketairas is actually brought after the menorah is lit? So the Gemara answers, This is really what the Torah is saying. When you light the neiras, when you light the menorah, the ketairas should have already been lit. And another brass about the order of the Avayda in the base of Mekdash. Tan Rabbanu in the brass says, There's nothing that comes before the Tamad in the morning, except for the Kataras, meaning the Kataras that's brought in the morning. Because it says in the Pasuk, a double lashon of and we're going to precede with the Kataras because it's said about it, it says in the Pasuk, and Aharon will bring on it, talking about the inner Mizbech, the Mizbech HaPnimi, the Ketairas every single morning, that's going to come before something that's only said about it, one biker, which is talking about the Tomit Shel Shachar. And the Brasa continues, and there's nothing that's withheld after the Tomit Shel Ben meaning the last thing the Mishamikdash is the Tomit Shel Ben Ella, except for Ketairas Veneras, and Upasach, we already know that. And here, the Brasa is going to introduce something new that we haven't had before, and we're going to discuss this all the way until Amun Beis. We're going to be allowed to bring his carbon. He goes to the mikvah again, and then he could eat his carbon Pesach in the evening. Now, we've already spoken about this that there's some types of toma that have a three stage to hire process mikvah, harav shemesh, which is waiting until the end of the day, and then a carbon brought the next day. Prior to the carbon, this person is called a mechoser kipurim. He is not allowed to eat kachim until the carbon is brought, and the carbon pasach is kachim. So he's a mechoser kipurim. He won't be allowed to eat his carbon pasach. So therefore, a leniency is granted him that he's allowed to bring his carbon even after the tamid shel was brought to allow him to eat the carbon pasach. And we have another hat there, Rabbi Shmuel Benesh Obrecham Brecha Eimer. He says, Af Machosikipurim Bishari Mesashana. Even a person who is a Machosikipurim the rest of the year, Shatayvel, he's allowed to go to the mikvah after he brings his carbon, Vaichel Bakachim Al Erev, he's allowed to eat Kachim in the evening. And this is talking about a Matsaira who is a Machosikipurim, he forgot to bring his carbon, he's allowed to bring it after the Tamachal Ben Arabayim, and then he's going to be allowed to eat his Shlamim that he said he would bring. There's a mitzvah for him to eat his Shlamim. This is similar to the Karim Pesach because there's a mitzvah for him to eat it. And therefore, according to Rabbi Shmuel Benesh Obrecham Brecha, this Mechazik Kippurim is allowed to bring his carbon even after the Tomashal Ben Arabayim throughout the entire year. And now the Gemara analyzes. Bishlam Tanakama, we understand according to the Tanakama, Yav the Pesach Shiyesh Bakars. We're going to take the Asay of Carbon Pesach. There's an Isra of Kares, meaning if a person doesn't eat the Carbon Pesach, he's going to get Kares. The Yidche, that's going to override Asay the Hashlama Shein Bakars. The Asay of Hashlama, this is the Asay that tells us that the last thing of the day is the Tomashal Ben Arabayim. However, that's going to override it because that's an Asay that doesn't have Kares. So Therefore, we're going to allow this person who needs to eat the carbon Pesach, and he's going to get cars if he doesn't eat it, we're going to allow that to override this assay that really the last thing of the day should be the Tamashal Ben Arabayim. What about him? Why is one assay stronger? This person has one assay that tells him he's not allowed to bring anything after Tamashal Ben Arabayim, and he has another assay that tells him that really he has a mitzvah to eat his carbon Shlamim after he brings his carbon of Mechusar Kippurim. So why is one assay going to push away the other assay? So Amravino, Amravino, he answers, 
Over here we're talking about a bird chatos. The only thing Mizbech gets is its blood. Now what's going on over here? It's important to focus on this. A Mitzayra must bring three karbanas. An Ayla, Asham, and Chatas. Now if he's poor, then he's allowed to bring a bird as his Chatas. That's called Chatas Ha'if. This only needs to have its blood sprinkled on Mizbech, and the meat is eaten by the Kaihanim. Therefore, the Isra of bringing karbanas after the Tamash al doesn't apply, because this isn't brought on Mizbech. And that's what we're talking about. The Heter for this person to bring his carbon after the Tamshel Ben Rabbayim is talking about bringing the bird chatas. Rav Papa Amar, he says, We could even be talking about a chatas behema, meaning he's not poor and he's bringing an animal. Milo, umalina, What do we do? We bring the meat, we put it on top of the Mizbeach, and it's not burned yet. It's going to be burned the next day, but nonetheless, he's still able to bring his carbon. He's not a Mechus anymore, and he's able to eat his Shlamim that he said he would bring in the evening, and that's considered a mitzvah. But the Gemara asks, what about a carbon asham that he has to bring? And that cannot be a bird carbon. So Bishlim Rav Papa, according to Rav Papa, Hainu Damalin Law, that's why he's able to put it on top of the Mizbech. It's not going to be brought until the next day, but it's still considered like he had a kapara. Elder of Chizda, Michael Mamer, what about Rav Chizda? What are we able to say? He's not able to bring this carbon, and therefore there's no purpose in allowing him to bring his chatas ha'if if he also has an asham that he has to bring, and the asham can't be brought on the Mizbech. So what do we gain by telling him he's allowed to bring his chatas ha'if? So the Gemara says, Amri Shakar Let's say his carbon asham was already brought, and then the carbon Talmud of Shalbein Arabayim was brought, and now all he has left is his carbon chatas. But we continue asking, What about his carbon ayla? And the him if you're going to say, akva, that his ayla is not going to withhold his kapara. That just because he didn't bring his carbon ayla, he's still going to have a kapara, and he's going to be allowed to eat his kajim. V'atanya, we have a b'raisa. Rabbi Shmuel B'nai Shalrech and Brecha Eimer, he says, Just like if he doesn't bring his carbon chatas or asham, that's going to withhold his kapara. So too, his carbon ayla is going to withhold his kapara. So it has to be that he has to be able to bring his carbon oil. And if you're going to suggest that really he brought his carbon oil already and the only thing he has left is his carbon chatas. But is he allowed to bring his carbon oil before his chatas? We have a brysa. It says in the Pesach, and he shall bring that which is for the chatas first. And we ask, what's it trying to teach us by saying the word first? Because if the Pesach is trying to tell us that the chatas just comes before the Ayla. Harik Varnemar, we already have a Pasuk that says, and the second carbon is going to be the Ayla, meaning the first carbon was the chatas. So what's the point in telling us the chatas is Rishayna? So it teaches, this is like a building block for a fatherly teaching, meaning this is a source for the following halacha, l'chol chatais, shiu kaidmais, l'chol oilis habais iman, that any carbon chatas is going to come before a carbon oila that's supposed to be brought with it. Meaning, any time a person has to bring a carbon chatas and a carbon oila, he has to bring the carbon chatas first. The kaimalan, and we know that filu chatas ha'if, even a bird chatas, kadamus la'as behema, is going to come before the oil of a behema. So we are back to our original question. The oila couldn't have been brought yet because the chatas comes first. So what's the point in giving him a hetar to have a chatas brought after Tom Shalbain Arabayim? If the Ayla isn't allowed to be brought, he hasn't gained anything. So the Gemara says, Amarava, Shani Ayla's Mitzayra, the Ayla of Mitzayra specifically is different. Drachmana Amar, the Torah says as follows, And the Kain shall bring up the Ayla. Now really, the Pasuk should have said, And he shall bring it up. The wording of Veheela can imply that he brought it up already. What do we darshan from here? He already brought it up. So even though the Karban Chatas should be brought before the Karban Ayla, if he had brought the Karban Ayla up first, so then it's still Kasher and he has 
a kapara. So the specific instance we're talking about here is that he already brought the carbon asham, he already brought the carbon oil, and the only thing he has to do is bring the carbon chatos, and that's allowed to be done after the Tamil Shalbain Arabayim. However, we continue analyzing this. According to you, the Amrit Malam Malina Breshashalmizbach, you had said that we could take these Imurim, we could take the carbon, put it on top of the Mizbach, and it's only going to be burned in the morning. Are we going to proceed and do something for the Kaihanim that they might run into a mishap? They're going to think that this carbon that's sitting on top of the Mizbech, it's really its day, and they're going to end up burning it. Why is that? Now we have another important insight over here. The main part of a carbon's avoida is the Zrikas Hadam, the blood being sprinkled on the Mizbech. Once this was done, the actual parts of the carbon that need to be burned on the Mizbech are allowed to be burned the entire night. But this carbon in the Metzairah, since the blood was sprinkled after the Tamil Shalbain Arabayim, then the limbs are not allowed to be burned until the next morning. But if they're sitting on this bath, the kind in charge of burning all the other carbonos won't know that, and he might end up burning this one, and that's going to be a mishap, and that's a problem. Amrlai, he responded, no problem, Kayhanim's reason hin, the Kayhanim are very conscientious, one is going to tell the other, and they're going to ensure that they don't burn this carbon. But we continue analyzing. Amrlai Ravashu Rav Kahano, Vamrlai Rav Huna, Braid Rav Nasa, and Rav Papa, Valkam Dloy Miskatri Murim, as long as the Imurim weren't brought, Kayhanim Lematsu Achli Basar, the Kayhanim are not allowed to eat the meat that's entitled to them. The Tanya Vibraisa, Yachal Yu Kayhanim Roshay Machaz Vashayk, you might think that the Kaihanim are allowed to take their portion of the Chaza and the Shaykh, the chest and the thigh of the carbon, before the Imurim are burned on the Mizbech. Tamalimer, we have a Pasuk that says, the Hikter is a Chelev Hamizbecha, and the Kain shall burn the Chelev Hamizbech, the Hadar, and then the Pasuk says, that the Chaza should be for Aaron and his kids. And you might say, okay, so what's the big deal? If the Kaihanim aren't allowed to eat their portion yet, so no biggie, who cares? But if the Kaihanim are not allowed to eat their portion, the Bailam have not received their kapara yet. Titanu Evabraisa, Vahlu Aisamasha Kupar Bohem, and they shall eat them, those who get a kapara through them. And what do we learn from there? Malamach Kaihanim Aichlim that teaches that the Kaihanim eat their portion, Ubalam is Khaprim, and only then the Bailam get their kapara. So we're really back to square one. What's the point of bringing the carbon of the Mukhasikipurim if he isn't fully atoned for in the first place because the Kaihanim can't eat their portion? So Amarle, he answered him, Kivan Deloy Efshar, since it's an impossibility over here, we can't burn them because this was brought after the Tamil Banner Abayim. Asam Kamishanit Muasha Avdu, we make these Emurim as if they became Tame or as if they were lost. You might think that if the Emurim became Tame or they just got lost in the shuffle, the Kahanim aren't allowed to eat their portion of the Chaz and the Shaykh. That's why we have a Pasuk. The Chaz should be for Aaron and his kids. No matter what happens, even if it becomes Tame or if it got lost. So all the pieces have fallen into place. According to Rabbi Shmal Banesh, Rabbi Yechon, Rabbi Yechon, may bring his carbon on any given day of the year even after the Tamil Shalbain Arabayim was brought, because the blood can be sprinkled, the meat left on top of the Mizbah for the next morning, the Kaihanim will not accidentally burn it because there's reason, and since the limbs can't be burned now, we consider them as if they were lost or became Tame, the Kaihanim still get their portion, and therefore the owner still has a kapara. And the Gemara continues, Rav Kahana Romik said, Rav Kahana asked a stirum sokim, Lo yolin chelev chagi ad biker, you shall not leave the chelev of my festival offering until the morning. What do we learn from here? Ad biker hudla yolin, you're not allowed to leave it over all the way until the morning. Hakal lailakula yolin, but the entire night you are allowed to leave it as long as you burn it before the morning. Okay, but we have another pasuk that says, Vehikter alech chelve ashlamim, and you shall burn on it the chalavim of all the carbon shlamims. And what do we learn from here? We already know this. Aleo hashlam kol hakarbanus kulan on it, meaning on the tamid shalbin arabim, you shall come complete all their carbonates, meaning you're not allowed to bring any of the carbonates 
after the Tamshal Bein Arabayim. However, this Pasuk that we just read seemingly told us that we are allowed to burn these fats the entire night, as long as they're burned before the morning. The Gemara answers, Who must have lo, He asked this question and he answered it, Kesheni Taisru. We're talking about when it was left over, meaning it already had Zrika Saddam. Once it had Zrika Saddam, it's like the main part of the carbon was already done, so then the Imurim are allowed to be burned the entire night. However, if Zrika Saddam did not happen before the Tamshal Bein Arabayim, so then it has to wait until the morning. And a similar Gemara, Romular of Safla Rav, Rav Safra asked a question to Rav, there's a steering psukim. Ksivit says in one Pasuk, Lo yon la biker, zevach chag ha-pasach. It shouldn't be left over until the morning. The carbon of Chag HaPesach, meaning the Emurim of the carbon Pesach that have to be brought, should not be left over until the morning. La biker hud yon. It's not allowed to be left over until the morning. Hakal halayla yalin, but it is allowed to be left over the entire night, as long as it's burned before the morning. But Ksivit, we have another Pasuk that says, Oil Shabbos b'Shabbatoi, the oil of Shabbos, on its Shabbos. And this Pasuk is telling us that a carbon that's brought on Shabbos is allowed to be burned on Shabbos. However, a carbon that was supposed to be brought during the week, the Emurim are not allowed to be burned on Shabbos. And also, a carbon that was supposed to be burned during the week is not allowed to be burned on Yantef. And what do we see from this previous Pasuk? It seemed to tell us that the Emurim of the carbon Pasach, which were brought during the week, the carbon Pasach was shechted during the week, that's allowed to be burned at nighttime, which is already Yantef. So seemingly we are allowed to burn the Emurim of a carbon that was supposed to be for the weekday on Yontif. So Amrle, he answered, Kfar Rami Niel Lay Rav Abba Barchio Rabavo. Rav Arbachi already asked this question to Rabavo, the Shani Lay, and he already answered him, Hach over here, Barbasar Shalyas Bishabsaskinin. We're talking about the 14th that fell out on Shabbos, meaning Erev Pesach fell out on Shabbos, the Chelvish Shabbos craving Biyantif. That the fats of Shabbos, meaning the carbon pestle was shechted on Shabbos, that's going to be brought on Yantif. So we have a unique situation over here where something that was brought on Shabbos is allowed to be brought on Yantif. Amrle, so we asked him, Mishum the Chelvish Shabbos craving Biyantif, just because you found this situation, that the chalavim of a carbon that were brought on Shabbos are allowed to be brought on Yontif. We're going to get up and establish the high crab that this Pasuk is actually talking about the 14th that fell out on Shabbos. That's not Mestaber because seemingly the Pasuk is referring to any day of the week, not a unique situation where it happens to be that Arab Pesach fell out on Shabbos. So Amrullah, he answered him, Ignore this Pasuk. Don't ask a question on the way that we're darshing this Pasuk. The Havadachik, this Pasuk itself is problematic because we had a steer between this Pasuk and a different one like we brought previously in the Gemara. So therefore the Pasuk forces us to teach us about itself that this Pasuk is talking about a unique situation where Erev Pesach fell out on Shabbos. We're going to pause here for the day, pick up tomorrow with a fresh Mishnah. Everyone should have a wonderful day.